Welcome back, everybody. Welcome home to episode number nine. Today, I have one of my dearest friends, if not the dearest friend here in Germany, Marvin, with me. Hi, Marvin. How are you? Hi. Thank you, Simon, for the invitation. I'm very good, healthy and happy. <laughs> That's awesome. I am super excited to record this episode with you because you were part of the whole staying at home inner circle <laughs> feedback king and like all of the ideas that I had and advice I was looking out for because you yourself are a podcaster too or have been uh, a former podcaster yeah yes retired I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've been I retired to football podcaster because I'm not very much interested at the moment in football and yeah it just uh, it, it, sometimes it's stronger Sometimes it's a little bit lower and the interest in football basically at the moment for me is very, very low and my knowledge about football is not very strong. So we decided to to ditch the project or freeze the project for a while. I can't blame you. Not everything can be exciting as motorsports. So I understand yes. that it, <laughs> it gets uh, boring after some time. Just pulling your leg. Perfect comparison, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but besides that, you were always there for me when I had questions about, you know, the whole process. There's another thing that I think is perfect for, for this format. And this is your current profession, which is you are a iOS slash software developer. That's correct. And I think this is one of the most uh, interesting things because as we all know developers usually don't like to talk much so this is a once in a million opportunity to actually <laughs> <laughs> look behind the curtain of the things that currently keep your life functioning programs applications and services are made and what it takes to actually get a good product and what you can do to improve this yeah perfect looking forward for it but uh I have to say, some developers are actually really talkative. I call them 360 degrees developers because they are extroverts and they are very, very excellent at their knowledge. But there are just very few of them. And I would not uh, see myself as a 360 developer. I really don't like to, to make any presentations or give any talks. I just like to uh, be in my main cave and <laughs> do the code silently so let's uh, let's see how this turns out here <laughs> <laughs> awesome so but i for the beginning i would like to do a little time travel with you because round about i would say 10 years ago is when we became friends and i remember back then i was in my I'm pretty sure it was in my first job. Ah, I remember, yeah. I was working in retail at a big, almost pink colored um, <laughs> communications <laughs> company. And these definitely have been very, very challenging years for me. Like sometimes I had to commute, I don't know what it was, four hours, five hours just by train to, to get to where I was working since the mount mountains the village feeling. Um, the village, exactly. The village, village lifestyle. Life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the best lifestyle. And 
yeah, during that time, you also have been doing your apprenticeship, your yeah. professional uh, job training. And back then, I already was uh, bit by the Apple bug where, yeah. you know, the, the the crazy new technology that this revolu revolutionary iPhone 3GS brought. And uh, when we were hanging out at your place once, I totally was flexing that you could drink virtual beer yeah, with I, a phone. I remember the moment um, you were the <laughs> first person to actually introduce me to a device. So you gave me the opportunity to see a real iPhone in reality for the very first time. And to be honest, I, I could not really understand the full potential of uh, the smartphone. But no, I was also, I, I did never use an Apple project, uh, product before. And I was also very skeptical, you know, is it, reason is it uh, reasonable to pay this very, very, very high price for a mobile device? But, you know, um, later I did understand. <laughs> But not that first time. Yeah, I think back then, um, even if, you know, platforms like Facebook got big and, you know, it was the early days where everyone was playing Farmville and, you know, <laughs> the dark, the dark middle ages of uh, social media. You know, was what fascinated me the most, the pinch gesture, you know, when you zoom uh, in into your yeah. photo, that was so awesome. You know, this, this was the first time I, I really said, okay, this is uh, something really revolutionary. And actually, I did not see the presentation of the first iPhone by Steve Jobs, um, but I ended up seeing that presentation on a regular basis because it's so brilliant. How, how, he, how he builds everything up, you know, a phone, a mobile communicator. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, um, uh, and and a an iPod. <laughs> yeah, a new iPod, a new phone, a web communicator. And then he repeats everything and then the audience realizes it's one device. It's so brilliant uh, how he builds that up. And I really enjoy it. But back then, I, I, I was not really interested in it. Yeah, yeah if I uh, recollect correctly, like you were working in the travel uh, business back then. And that's, that's correct. And, uh, and yeah, I was the, the annoying friend that uh, <laughs> was, was uh, always obsessed with, you know, these gadgets and whatnot. And I think even for me, you know, I've also during my job at this communications company back then, I... Um, also was, you know, messing with the, what was it called? HTC G1, the first Android phone ever. And mm. all of these uh, Samsung, Blackberry, Nokia, iPhone killers that came uh, during that time. And I think what I like about this, what I like about these type of products is really that the concept of how you operate your your device and now how basically most of our interactions uh during social distancing but also during you know when your family is far away you also live a couple of hours from from your family that this now became the main way to interact and communicate yeah that's right 
personally and also professionally and something as as you said started with this um, legendary presentation which i think everyone should take a look at it's not about becoming an apple uh, fanboy or an iSheep. it's more about um, observing how this guy introduced this concept of a product that already existed but of a new way of interact with it um i th i think it's very very interesting to to watch the to well, when, when was that 2007 yeah exactly yeah, yeah. um uh, i i want to point out i'm not an ice sheep also <laughs> that's what I they like all to, say i <laughs> it's like when you're saying i'm not a hipster <laughs> okay no um, I, I, I like to take the advantage of uh, several operating systems, you know, uh, several manufacturers. I don't have uh, my my computer set up at home is not entirely Mac. You know, I also have a Windows PC for gaming and uh, stuff like image editing because I have a powerful graphics card. And I just want to point that out. I like, yeah. I, I, I don't take one side on that. You know, it's, it, it always reminds me of a discussion between 15 year olds, uh, dissing each other in the YouTube comment section. PlayStation yeah. is better. No, Xbox is better. Oh, come on. Just, um, yeah. I mean, it's the same, <laughs> yeah. Same even outside of technology, you know, like with this whole, um, um, public di discussion about Black Lives Matter, and then there's some some people coming out of the bushes and say, "No, all lives matter." Like the, the one thing doesn't exclude the other thing, you know. Like <laughs> yes, the the level that discussions have come down to, um, it, it's, it's very, really it's very binary sometimes. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's that, no that there's no uh, shades of gray. In between, there is only black and white. And uh, yeah, I, I simply like both operating systems. I see the advantages of uh, both manufacturers. And I'm happy to have them both and <laughs> use them for my purposes perfectly. So yeah. Uh, and back then it was such a, it was a, like a real ideology thing, really. Yeah, did you, you had those uh, memes with the iPad. I remember when the iPad came out and then there were memes, the next iPad in uh, 10 years and it's iBoard, <laughs> which is a two meter size or something. These, these stupid memes are flooded all over Facebook. And to be honest, I was having a good laugh about this because it, it, it was such a great narrative. The stupid iSheep, yeah. he, uh, he will buy exactly everything what Apple uh, releases and he will cheer and buy everything no matter how stupid uh, this product seems to be. But it turns out those products were uh, revolutionary. Yeah. And why do you think after not being interested at all into software development and after working in a different industry, did this become making apps for mobile devices, basically? Why did this became such a passion, like from complete ignorance to, wow, this is actually the best job for me at the moment? Uh, it's a very weird story. <laughs> as you mentioned before, I uh, accomplished a apprenticeship as a travel agent 
And I only applied because the the job sounded cool. <laughs> that's that's no joke. It, it was I I really did did not know what to do until the twenty until the age of twenty six. And I remember you and me um, we were kind of producing electronic music back then in yeah. my uh, man cave in my basement. <laughs> Trying Mama's to basement <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, with ableton i i can remember with, with with some kinds of midi controller some dope synthesizers was was a great uh, time back then and i w was really fascinated about uh audio engineering the production of electronic music the performance and i really wanted to be an uh, audio engineer or doing something in this um, particular um, yeah, pr profession. And um, therefore, after working as a travel agent, I, I thought, okay, I will spend one year abroad, which was in Cyprus, actually. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, I remember. And I worked there uh, daytime in a hotel. And in the nighttime, I actually was a DJ at a, a resident DJ. <laughs> was the first and only time I was uh, the resident DJ in a very, it, it's the most tourist club you, you can imagine, you know. Um, How much David, David Getter did you have to play? Oh, a lot. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, some, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, this was the time when memories came out, David Getter memories. And um, I sometimes had to play this goddamn song three times an hour it's it's very bad if uh, when you are a dj and you're repeating songs even once in yeah. your set but then the very very drunk <laughs> club manager came to me and said yeah play david getter memories and i said uh, <laughs> okay hey, boss <laughs> excuse me i i, I played it uh, 15 minutes ago and he said doesn't matter play again <laughs> It was the intro. Uh, uh, yeah, I received the instruction and and then I did it. And uh, Cyprus is like a island for people having a holiday, getting wasted, and having a good time. And um, it's basically um, eighty percent, seventy percent English target group very interesting time back then but to uh, continue i uh, because i was also producing uh, electronic music back then i thought okay um i i need to i really want to make a profession out of this and i started mm -hmm. to study media engineering in leipzig and uh, we also you know we had a whole engineering stuff you know we had maths physics computer science and in the first two semesters i thought okay um programming i really don't like it uh, it was uh, uh, with java and the uh, eclipse integrated development environment i is a very old-fashioned computer language and i really did not like it i barely passed the uh, two uh, semesters of computer science and i thought okay I'm so happy I will never ever have to deal with this ever again. And I will never make any profession or I, I will never do a job which has to do with, with programming. 
but there was I, I I think this this was the uh, fourth or fifth semester, and there was some module called uh, development of mobile applications. And I thought, okay, well, Apple Apple products. You did never use Apple products before in your life, but let's give it a try. And I also checked out the IDE, the integrated development environment. And I, I really like the user interface. You know, you know, you can basically drag and drop uh, the components of your UI. I really like that. And I said, okay, why not? Let's give it a second try. And I was in a <laughs> team with two other fellow students, but they did not do anything for this project. And we had one semester to program a really simple application. It was really simple. It, it was like an address book for students. You know, you can create a new entry, you can upload a picture to it, uh, type in uh, last name <laughs> and uh, first name and give some information. And then you can press save and it's saved to the database. That's it. You know, that's the whole feature set and of the application. And uh, my team members really <laughs> did not do anything. They were really frustrated and said, okay, oh, um, let's ditch this module. I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to dig, dig myself in the whole topic. And somehow it snapped. And I remember, okay, I will do it on my own. Completely alone. I sat down at a Christmas in a Christmas break at my parents' home, and somehow it snapped. You know, um, it went well. We we did the deliver the application with a with a whole feature set, and then I remember the the feeling you have. You know, when 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 you have a problem to solve in the programming world, you have an issue and you dig yourself in and you finally solve that issue and you run the application for the first time. And this is a just a very happy moment for you. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's dopamine. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and you kind of, I, 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 yeah, you, you get addicted to it. You, you want to have this feeling over and over again. And this is the main reason what keeps me going till today. You know, you have a very, very hard bug to, to solve, to resolve. And then you, you somehow, um, manage to figure out where the problem is. You fix the problem. You run your application for the first time. Everything works for the first time. Such a good feeling. You want to have it over and over again. Yeah. And so, so, so basically to summarize this, your first experience with programming and software developing was nothing that you you could see yourself doing but basically it gave you the understanding for when you saw mm. the the whole ios um, framework or however it's called um, without that training you couldn't you probably wouldn't be able to understand what makes this so interesting for you which i think you know sometimes we we learn things and we don't necessarily like them yeah and um but because we know we know that we're able to understand other things in way better context and might accidentally discover something that becomes our passion which which for me is fascinating because i always i am 
hot or cold with you know my hobbies there is no such thing as oh yeah i first want to learn uh this and that so i i can improve and get better with it you know i have more this reverse engineering type of approach mm. and it didn't work with me in music like you only can do so much without understanding the the framework the fundamentals of music like there's only so much <laughs> that you <laughs> can can produce and it never grew over eight bars yeah. while you were like putting a whole incredible song together i was uh jumping up and down um and was saying marvin marvin how about you do this Doop, 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 doop. <laughs> yeah. But I was never uh, able to express these noises into like the proper words, which um, definitely could have helped me back then. Yeah, even today. The, the secret is you have to have a library of sounds. You know, you play around with the synthesizers and you think, oh, that sounds cool. I will save that preset in my library. And yeah. With some time of <laughs> doing weird stuff and doing experiments, you have a pretty huge library. And when 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 you are when you are having a sound in your head, you just you just remember. Oh, uh, I I did uh, some kind of similar sound three months ago or so. You go yeah. you grab uh, your preset in your library, you load it, and you. You, uh, you manipulate it a little bit and you get a sound. Uh, that's about it. But this, this is, this is the most difficult part, you know, having a sound in your head and being not able to realize that sound that that's very frustrating. And yeah. that, that the problem is about the production of electronic music. Well, you, you can say about a computer program or an application when, when this uh, program is ready. You know, it, it has implemented the whole feature set. It runs without any bugs. It has a low crash percentage and it's running good. And the, the, the user interface is exactly like in the concept or in the design. Then you can say, okay, my application is ready or at least 98% and we will sh uh, ship the bug fixes later in an update. But you can never say this about a song. When is the song ready? You simply don't know. <laughs> At some point, yeah, and you can't update it really. Like you can make a remix, or <laughs> you cannot. It was like in the video games uh, on N64 or on PlayStation or X Xbox. The first Xbox, uh, a game needed to be ready when it was shipped, and you could not provide a bug fix or something later. You, you know? guys are spoiled nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> you're just doing software <laughs> updates. Yeah, you realize you mess it up. <laughs> it needed to be ready. <laughs> this, is, this is the big problem about um, the production of electronic music. And I think I failed because of that particular reason. I, I don't really think you failed um, um, with, with music. It's just something your interest focus changed yeah. you know you, you didn't it probably wasn't your um higher mission that you do music yeah for for a living you yes. know you had you had a record deal you released music you made it much much further than 
I would say 80 to 90% of people that start making uh, this type of music. Yeah. Um, because the people that, uh, you know, can live from that, like Brett from episode seven, you know, this is an extremely small p percentage. Yeah, especially in electronic music. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, the smaller the so, subculture, especially drum and bass <laughs> music, when you produce a, a drum and bass music for a living, I, I want to meet that producer, to be honest. Or you have to be very lucky to <laughs> to uh, earn enough money to to manage to, to live on with that money. On yeah. your own to make a living so so to circle back to um software development how can someone imagine um an application being made like how do you even start that do you start with drawing pictures and you know come up with where the buttons go or does it start even way before the the visual concept at first you need some concept and a design sheet yeah so there there needs to be an exact specification about the feature set of this application and how it looks you know you have some wireframes or design sheet and you have your very detailed documentation and uh, you implement the logic yeah and this the stuff that the concept needs to be developed first you know this is the best case scenario you know everything is very specified uh, the api is ready you know where to get the data you, you have all the assets you have all the design everything is ready and it's perfectly clear what this application is going to be um this this is the best case scenario but Sometimes the concept and the design is not even ready. The API is not ready. You don't, you don't know the structure and where to get your data. And, uh, you, you just mock up something to, to have something, but, uh, you, you, you know, you have to change it afterwards because there will be a design update or there will be a change request by, by the customer and this is how programming can get really annoying if you are a developer because mm -hmm. you, you, you really dig yourself in and you, you really take care about the architecture and the functionality. You mock some data and afterwards uh, you can throw all your work into the trash because the customer said, okay, mm, we thought about this. We really want to go that way. Uh, here's the new design. And it's a totally different application and you have to start from scratch this is when uh, programming really s starts to get frustrating you, you could probably imagine imagine it with building a house when you have all the bricks together and basically all there's still to do is just uh, putting the roof on top of it and then they say no we don't want a square house we want a circular one yeah, exactly. That's, that's actually a very, very good example. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of build a fundament and then you're halfway through and they say, okay, um, this house, the fundament is, is too small. We need to, to make it twice that big. <laughs> you have to break it all down again and you have to start over. Uh, this is how programming can, as I said, can get really frustrating, especially when you're working in agencies, you have to meet some kind of deadline and, 
before you ship your software to the customer or before uploading it to the app store, it needs to pass some quality assurance. So you have some some testers who manually test the, the hot pass of their application or the, the important features, the, the, the most important feature set. And if, if, if there are any bugs or if there are any, if any bugs occur, you will receive a nice thing called a bug ticket. <laughs> And it will get assigned to you because you develop the feature and you have to resolve the bugs if there are any. And the testers have to test it again. And this cycle goes on until this bug is resolved. And eventually you will be able to upload the application to the store. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, with a small application, I, I think most of the development times in an agency, they are about two or three months. And after that, you move on to the next application. And sometimes the customer um, has signed a maintenance contract. So if any problems occur, like unexpected bugs or the customers complain in the reviews about some particular feature with, which is not working out, they can reach out to you and say, okay, we need, we need some change here. We need some bug to ship in an update, or we have some change requests. We have a specific feature and we want to change it, or we, we want to add something to it. And this is the, the, the agency business. When I was working at an agency, which is, by the way, a very, very good way to start as a junior developer so to gain very valuable experiences about all different kind of technologies and programming languages. Sometimes you have uh, four or five projects at the same time. I was scared of Friday because Friday <laughs> sometimes seemed to be the, the most horrible day uh, for an iOS, uh, for a developer because <laughs> Um, if you have bad luck, <laughs> and, and I had it sometimes, uh, on Friday, everything comes together, you know, uh, several yeah. change requests uh, from customers but, say, Marvin, can you really make this change real quick? <laughs> we need that change. Can, can you provide a new version with this change? And then you have five projects at the same, t same time, and uh, you, you sometimes have a hard time. But and also when it comes uh, close to deadlines, but that's agency business. Yeah, but isn't that uh, kind of avoidable when you plan something out up front and, you know, you need to... I know there's always like technical challenges and everything, but it seems like a lot of things are reflected only after production really started. Mm hmm Yeah. Isn't that avoidable stress or avoidable mm. chaos? Because I can imagine somehow the product is going to suffer from that. Yeah, the product. <laughs> Shigeru Miyamoto said, um, when you delay the shipping of a game, it will, it maybe will be good. But when you release a bad or a poor game, a poor video game too fast, it will be bad forever. <laughs> and because the first impression counts. And yeah. Battlefield 5, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Or Halo 5, you know, which was released with only 40% of its uh, today's feature set. <laughs> 
it's, it's, a, it's amazing. still charge 100% of the money for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Halo 5 was a really good example, but you, you can prevent that if you have a very, very clear concept and a thought, you know, everything is specified. You have a clear documentation and a clear design, clear wireframe. Uh, what this application is going to look like and what this application is going to behave like in every yeah. situation. And they thought about every edge case and they also consulted developers in the concept phase, which are, is a really, a really, really important point. But sometimes, uh, crazy designers <laughs> came up, come up with a, with a phenomenal concept or design. And you look at it and you say, okay, um, unfortunately, this is not, this is technically not possible with a, with a, uh, iOS sandbox or the iOS SDK. And, um, <laughs> then you have to find some compromises and the customer is pissed off because the designers promised, uh, to, to do that. And you say, no, it's, it's, it's not uh, possible technically. Yeah. Uh, which, which I think also is, Maybe, uh, shows a little bit of a cultural or like a, not a cultural, but let's say a different way how different departments look at the same issue. Yeah. You know, the, the, the designer has this user experience focus. Uh, let, let's stay with uh, the designers, basically the archi architect, but the developers, uh, the one that, uh, needs to look at the statics and if what might look good actually will hold the roof or not yeah the, the designer is the one who creates a blueprint and i'm the guy as a programmer who builds the house <laughs> it ain't much but it's honest work <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i just follow the auras <laughs> no i um, yeah and and it feels bad when you're halfway through building the house and you know you have to start it from scratch again you know how do you what did you learn about dealing with these situations because it doesn't necessarily have to be your fault that you know the the current concept got uh pulled and you still are the person that has to deal with it is there anything that does it get easier over time or yeah it's it's getting easier when i had a mantra <laughs> You know, sometimes in my career, I had to throw away two months of developing. You know, I, it was really nice. Uh, I, I really took care about the architecture and I, I, I felt good about the, the, the whole uh, constellation of the modules mm -hmm. I put together and it worked smoothly. Uh, no crashes. Uh, everything look, the look and feel was great. And I, I, I would have enjoyed the feature of, of by myself <laughs> oh i'm sounding really uh, really cocky but uh yeah and then the customer said okay we thought about this um we want to go in a different direction uh we I, unfortunately we we have to cancel the feature and i had to throw away two months of development but you know they can make you to do this but they cannot take from you the lessons you learned while yeah. developing this feature. And this was something uh, I told myself <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> and 
it, at the end, I believed it. Maybe I was believing my own lie, but it helped <laughs> definitely. No, I don't. I don't think uh, that is a lie because um, experience makes you better at whatever you do. And there's this very popular um, saying that what was it, ten thousand or a hundred thousand hours often often. Um, profession makes you a true true professional or something I, i need to look it up but it, something al along those lines so basically um even if all of the work that you put into it is lost what is not lost is you getting more experienced in the craft that you do and effectively will uh for future tasks make you faster or more effic uh, efficient in it that's uh, correct i signed that so you were i think was it last year early last year when when they sent you to uh the worldwide developer conference which um how how would you explain this this is basically woodstock for nerds where apple um makes an annual event and they announce the new um generation of programming tools programming languages and mm -hmm. a lot of toolboxes that you get to play around with and there you as a developer you can talk to the people that made these tools so you can get first-hand information i i hope i summed this up correctly yeah the, uh, perfectly fine yeah it's it's a pilgrim ship basically it's a dream come true for me and i'm actually very grateful that i had the opportunity from from my um recent employer to to go there and they they paid a ticket for me and it was a really really great experience especially especially for the first time um how can i describe it yeah you have one week packed with conferences um packed with with presentations about the new programming language changes about the new sdk about uh, the new technical developments and also at the very first presentation there is this state of the union uh, keynote with uh, tim cook and he mm -hmm. actually presents the new products this is where i saw that the <laughs> the legendary cheese crate for the first time the Mac Pro. <laughs> yeah. I, I can I can remember um, when they show the price tag for the Pro stand and uh, the, the Pro stand the stand for the screen, and I yeah. think I think it, it is one one thousand five hundred dollars or something. A thousand, yeah. And uh, five hundred other wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I, I think the wheels are also one uh, thousand doesn't matter and when when it showed the price tag at the keynote i and i was sitting there live even the biggest eye sheeps did not cheer and said Ooh! it was just a Ooh. <laughs> yeah. like, like oh no i have to pay for this <laughs> yeah they, they were not happy at all and i uh, was really surprised that actually some some sound some cheering sound and some clapping sound is coming out of the speakers <laughs> but you really uh, realize that when when you are there in in person and yeah you, i mean it's there. just too risky to to not 
Um, <laughs> it's too risky to not have uh, canned clapping and cheering. Um, a few few years back, when um, they what was it called? The new Diablo game. And yeah, great, yeah, yeah. great moment. And, <laughs> and no, they announced a new Diablo game, which is like one of the, let's say, oldest um, franchises in in the current way we play video games. Um, I'm not talking about like Atari age, but like Windows 98 era. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and these people love extremely passionately their game and they play it you know over and over again even like 10 15 years later and then they come out and say hey we now announced a new big title which is an iphone game and don't you have a phone guys everybody, <laughs> yeah, everybody has a phone right <laughs> <laughs> and they they basically got booed and um uh one of one of the funniest things was um when when they had a Q&A session and one of the fans was like hey is this a off season april fools joke <laughs> yes and blizzcon <laughs> is is something really amazing because the people are paying for seeing advertisements <laughs> about new games yeah. that's how the how hyped the community is and they destroyed it <laughs> and, uh, and that's that's yeah. why you should never do q a sessions as press conferences and you never should not have cheering from <laughs> from the computer from <laughs> the speakers, yeah. they you could see when they were making like these breaks for people to clap and no one was clapping it's like watching big bang theory without the laughing track it's, yeah it's awful <laughs> it 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 was it was so weird, and you you could see he was uh, frightened frightened from from his eyes. He was a little bit scared. Yeah, I was was a memorable uh, moment. But WWDC, it's it's not a advertisement show. It also has some kind of after show parties, and you have drink outs or several activities. To be uh, to be honest, you can watch all of those key keynotes for free online as soon as they are published so you don't have to be necessarily to be here to be there at the, the dub dub dc it's all about the to be honest it's all about the experience and the networking you do you 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 have the opportunity to talk to many many ios developers from all over the world they're suffering from the same issues uh it's it's amazing um you just you get to know each other at lunch break you you have a short uh, tw a 20 minute chat and uh what are you doing what apps are you working on and this is this is so valuable the the feeling of yeah and i think yeah. this general knowledge exchange and um like talking to people that are in the same field and understanding you're not alone with your problems and you're not, um, you know, you might learn a way or another to, to solve something. I think it's extremely valuable, but it's still for me fascinating how, how many people around 5,000 people go to these, uh, do the WWDC. Oh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of them. 
Let's Google that. Yeah, so, yeah. so there's a, a whole whole army of people going there and yeah. the, the tickets are equally expensive. Yeah, and uh, it's it's not sure that you get one, right? You you have it's a lottery. To, it's a lottery. Yeah. You you have a tiny, tiny chance. <laughs> well, you have to the first step is you have to have an Apple developer account, <laughs> which is about 99 euro a year, which is very expensive. If you um, compare it to the Google developer program, I think you only you only uh, have to pay $30 or something and you have it for your lifetime. But at Apple, you have to renew it each year. And when you have the when when you are part of the developer program, you can actually take part um, and pay uh, to the to the lottery. And sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. It, it's really nice um, when the when you receive a payment confirmation, then everything went well, and you start uh, you start seeing the first developers posting on Twitter. Oh, I'm going to dub dub this year, <laughs> and they share screenshots of their uh, uh, of, of of their payment confirmation, and and you're like, oh man, oh man. <laughs> I did not receive mine. Maybe they did not pick me in a lottery. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe it's just delayed. Maybe the internet is slow today. Yeah, yeah maybe. They ran out of internet. Yeah. And, and you still hope, you still hope and, until that moment, the email from Apple pops up and you're so happy. So happy to go yeah. there. First time California, seeing all the craziness and it's it had a huge impact on me and i will definitely not not forget about this do you wanna if, if you have the chance would you go again yes of course um but i would not eat lunch there but this is the only downside <laughs> because the, the, the lunch there you know it's it, maybe for dogs or pigs, but but not, not for human <laughs> beings. The, the lunch is so so disgusting. You know, I rem re remember watching the first two or three uh, keynotes in the morning. I had no breakfast. I was a little bit late, and I was really really hungry. And I took a bite. I think it was some kind of turkey sandwich, and it was so disgusting. I threw it in the been instantly yeah. and i went to i don't know uh in and out or something and chick-fil-a <laughs> <laughs> in and out is really great i like it so nice yeah, i haven't never never been to in and out uh yeah i, you, I don't think you you can put uh, jalapenos all over the place <laughs> if you want <laughs> it's really yeah, nice amazing it's, cool. it's really del delicious my favorite in and out so what would you would you say when I in, after this I want to talk with you about working from home and everything but since we are at this learning how to code and the whole process of how to make apps and um basically in in the first um first few weeks it's basically trial and error um and it never stops being that but you you know more what you do so yeah. how would would you recommend anyone to get started with making programs is mm. there anything that you must do or can you basically enter with every um 
can you just jump into making iPhone apps and if mm. you are willing to drop the money mm. for, for the account? There, there are several possibilities. At first, you need that uh, integrated development environment. So if you already have a Mac at home, you can download it for free and you're basically good to go. You have the tools, the minimum requirements you need. And uh, the, the problem is about programming. That is a huge black box for you. And the most important thing is when you start coding that you have to know about the things you don't know. And there are several ways to achieve that. Um, if you don't have a mentor or some guy, some senior developer who can give you guidance, I really recommend to, to buy some kind of liter literature to read yourself through. No, read the fucking manual. <laughs> <laughs> RTFM. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the problem if, is... Uh, The programming language is updating itself each year. And there are so, is a new stuff like on, on the last year, they introduced WWDC with uh, the uh, WWDC. They introduced Swift UI, uh, which is a way, it's, which is a totally new way to create user interfaces programmatically. So it's basically a, co a completely new programming language. You know, you have to step up with the current development and it's really hard to find books which are not old-fashioned, you know, which which yeah. are... By the time they are released, they have something... Yeah, that they're already too old. Um, I downloaded a nice ebook uh, about Swift UI because I, I was also very hooked when, when I was at a, a 2019 WWDC and I saw Swift UI for the first time. And I, I thought, okay, uh, this is really cool. I have, I have to try this. I have to try this. And then I downloaded a very good ebook and it actually updates itself. Yeah. You, you can always, you have some kind of account. You can log in at the website. And if there are any changes, the ebook and the code snippet examples gets updated. So this is a really good thing. What a what a way 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 forward! I, I didn't know. I, I mean, I I'm aware that this is technically possible because it's just a digital file, but um, history books sometimes could need that too. <laughs> history books, yeah. If if you have to, if you want to rewrite history, you have to be the winner. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta make everyone read ebooks. Yeah. <laughs> the new version history 2.0 is available. Please update. <laughs> yeah. 2020 is canceled. Did never happen this year. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing to see here. No pandemic. No, no, no. <laughs> I love these time traveler memes about 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What year is it? 2020. <laughs> no. <laughs> Or are those memes, how are you going to explain to your kids? 2020 you know you have you have to have a clipboard or you know <laughs> you just get the family hamster throw it into a mixer mixer and put on the button and it's like that's how it was yeah <laughs> a, a, a huge a, a huge powerpoint presentation and you're like sweaty and <laughs> this, this is how you are going to explain to uh, the 2020 later to your kids yeah and um yeah that's that's pretty much it um it's that simple uh I, i if i want to break it down you really have to know 
about the things you don't know. Because when you know about the things you don't know, you can search. Uh, um, yeah. You, you you can search specific, uh, specifically for them. There is a great forum for developers, which saved my life so many times. Uh, it's called Stack Overflow. You have one specific question or something you don't want to know. You can even submit your code. And I say, you say, okay, guys, uh, I have one question. I cannot get this code running. What's the matter? And if you're lucky, you have some really helpful senior engineer who says, Oh, you, you need to do this and that. And hold, wait a minute. I, I rewrote your snippet, use this and it, and this will work out. Yeah. And, and the most valuable answer is upvoted. So will it will be on the first position of the thread and uh, stack overflow is really, really, uh, helpful when you start development even as a senior you know is there is some kind of technology uh, you want to look up uh, you never did this before you, you just have a look into the discussion you see the uh, most valuable answer directly as a first answer and there there are some things as a de developer i have to admit you know i have to look them up all of the time i have i have to look them up all of the time because I cannot, I cannot, uh, remember them. You know, it's, it's like, I cannot remember how, uh, the word necessary is, is spelled in English. I have to look it up each time. And it, and that's, and this, is that really necessary? <laughs> <laughs> Let me check. <laughs> and uh, this is why I always, pr I always need at an office. Um, I want to sit with my back towards the wall because I really don't want to see the and that the embarrassing stuff I'm Googling. Or I don't want any other people to see the embarrassing stuff I'm Googling. Uh, that's why <laughs> uh, I, I really need that at, at work. So nobody can see on my screen. That's very important for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it is it is extremely complicated to really um know all of these things and be aware of them and um keep them in the memory and as you said it's basically a library and that's why you the example you made in the beginning with music you save these things and you get back to them and look into them once yeah. you need them and it's the same with with ios development yeah but uh, the library updates itself each year and uh, a new uh, <laughs> operating system will be released and uh, new programming languages changes will be published and you have to be on track of the whole development because when you take a break for two or three years and you want to return and uh, <laughs> you just you turn into a boomer yeah and, and you just want to submit your boomer code uh, the junior engine engineer will laugh at you and and, and uh, will say to you okay that's that's ancient code i have not seen this for a long time <laughs> how old are you 50 <laughs> it has been 84 years <laughs> yeah like uh Obi-Wan Kenobi. I have not seen this name for a long time or, or I have not heard this, <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard this uh, name for a long time. That's, that's the way junior engineers will treat you. <laughs> and it will hurt you. It will hurt your feelings. It's so basically it's, it's something that you always 
the knowledge always grows and you probably shouldn't in general shouldn't even go close to uh development when you don't like to learn new things and yeah, it, when you don't like challenge what you already know yeah it's, that's, that's what it, i'm taking away from this yeah exactly and it's you know when you when you start a family you know you have children at home you basically have two jobs and it's really difficult to find some time at a weekend and uh uh, you know, um, watching a three and a half hour workshop about Swift UI, or yeah, and you just can't skip through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, you cannot skip. You cannot skip. Um, I, I'm to be honest, I'm the kind of guy. I'm I'm having literature. I read the first thirty percent, and I say, okay, I'm 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 so hyped. I I want to do this. I want to do this right now, and you know, I'm jumping into the cold water, and I'm. <laughs> I'm experiencing some problems and then I have to look for the problems and then I resolve them with Stack Overflow. But it's a, it's also a very nice way of learning because the, the most, the, you always have your top five, top 10 most frustrating bugs you resolve in your life. You know, it's, it's a, mm. it's, it's a list in your head. You will never forget about this. And the, the beauty of those frustrating moments is that you will never, never, ever forget the learnings from this particular yeah. problem you resolved. And this is just the way you learn programming, basically. Um, you learn from your painful and frustrating experiences. Dealing with a huge abstract uh, black box. You cannot figure yeah. out what what's behind or what what is the stuff I don't know. Yeah, and it this is the, uh, the I think there is some saying only the the, the stony way leads to the start. Uh, only the stony way leads to the leads to the stars. It's exactly like this. Yeah, I I cannot really visualize how how the whole process of making apps and writing code works because you see it in movies. <laughs> yeah. The source code in hacker movies is really nice or in some science fiction movies, because when you have a look at the source code, they sometimes only draw uh, rectangles in a different color <laughs> or something. <laughs> but it, it looks very, Don't very Don't forget trippy. the triangles. Those are dangerous. <laughs> yeah. It looks very cryptic. But when you see it, what? <laughs> okay, they're just drawing <laughs> rectangles. It's it's really interesting and funny. But as, as some movie makers, they take care. Some of them take care, but they are not the majority. <laughs> have you have you one one reference where you can say we are represented in a proper fashion in a movie? Ah, uh, not ad, not exactly, but from a WWDC trailer when when you search for the developer migration <laughs> uh, in YouTube, I, I think it was the. WWDC 2018 or so, something like this. You you, you see um, cave dwelling <laughs> people, you know, really having a hard time with the harsh sun of California, you know. <laughs> and it, it's a it's a little they they make a little bit fun of the of the developer 
stereotype, but of course it's true. Any uh, uh, any stereotype uh, has has the, the has its bit, reasons. Has its reasons, and uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you have to watch it by yourself, and um, <laughs> it's a really it's a really nice picture of a developer. Yeah, I I just fo realized I forgot to mention something when we were talking about agency work and you know how sometimes and that's not only limited to your um, to your profession. I think everyone that has worked with more than one person understands how chaotic and how unnecessary a lot of the things are, and yeah. um, how much easier our life could be if we would take a different approach to that. And I'm reading a book by uh, David Heinemeyer Hansen, mm -hmm. um, who will be on this show. Oh, um, really? We hope, yeah, we hope September, but right now uh, this guy is extremely busy. He, um, for people that don't know who he is, he is a, a software developer. He, uh, with some other people has started Basecamp and developed the programming language Rubies on Rails, which for example, Twitter runs on legendary just to name. Yeah. Just to name one. And, uh, he is a very interesting person because he's from Denmark and grew, grew up in a lower middle-class family and, uh, made it, uh, financially very successful, but you know, he has seen the good, bad and ugly from both sides of the spectrum of, you know, being dependent of government money to be able to go to school, to buying your first Lamborghini type of stuff, to working crazy hours, to then becoming a New York Times bestseller author of many books that um, confront or modern understanding of work culture with if you don't, don't put in the hustle you're not you know you're nothing you need to work hard and you need to do this and that yada yada and um a lot of things that i've been struggling with and i know a, a lot of other people have is that more work translated to me to better work or if i work more um i i'm definitely a, a better employee or a better person than the next guy which you know has to do with this whole glorification with oh man i worked 80 hours last week and i slept only two hours and uh, look how how great i am <laughs> <laughs> until you burn out and uh, can't enjoy anything anymore yeah. um and yeah this book is absolutely fan uh, fantastic it doesn't have to be crazy at work um absolute recommendation for anyone that um wants to see about how work also can be done in a better way in a healthier and more sustainable way yeah. and he has also written a book about um i think it's called remote um let me check my my book library um yeah remote which is about working from home which you are at the moment too yes Uh, due, due to the COVID situation, I am so to be honest, I have never been that happy to be a uh, programmer, to, to be a programmer like this before I am uh, able to work from home. I have the possibility to work from home and, uh, you know, m my business 
is not going down. There is still a huge demand for uh, programmers at the moment. Yeah, and it, it's it, super it's, scarce. It, it's it's like nothing changed. I, I, I personally, I don't feel in my field that there uh, that there is a huge pandemic going on, and I feel so sorry about all of the uh, of, all, about all of those people who are affected by the pandemic situation. And right now, I'm I'm really really grateful uh, that I that I have this profession and I, I can do my thing. You know, each day. I, Really, each day I'm I'm really really thankful about this. Uh, yeah, and also about the whole social isolation stuff. <laughs> Programmers we don't said, know a difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not exactly like this, but you know we have been training for these situations for many <laughs> many <your> years. <laughs> for many many years without remember the simulations. Yeah. <laughs> Just remember, um, remember the simulations. We have been training for this particular kind, uh, a particular kind of moment, and so yeah. far, I, uh, from from the mental health perspective, because I've seen so many people suffering from the social isolation. From mental yeah. health per perspective, I have to say, thanks God, I'm also very very grateful that everything is just just fine i I, yeah. I feel like okay i i could do this for several months well because, time will tell <laughs> how long because it's 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 very it's very easy um for me to well, you do. can you can focus and no one in, uh, needs to call you and ask you for anything you know you can stay in uh, i love this term of staying in the tunnel you know staying focused and getting one task done after after another yeah. i think that that's um that's really important there being into yeah. the tunnel um this is very often described the mental state of a developer when he is fully focused and peak performance yeah he he, he is in the stage to deliver and solve some issues, you know, understand the problems or being just, just being in, in that state to, to write good code. And so many project managers or junior project managers, they don't understand that, that this, this state is, is reached, not, is, is not reached immediately. Because yeah. you, you, you can uh, approach it like a train. Yeah. Exactly. You can approach a developer. You can ask him a question. Yeah. You, you, you will spend five minutes in this uh, conversation and the developer has to leave his tunnel, has to leave his mental state, um, where, where he's able to write uh, good code. And then the project manager leaves, but the, the, the developer actually needs 25 minutes or so to re-enter that state again, to re-enter that tunnel. And, and when you ask a developer every five minutes or every 10 minutes, you will be never able to, to write. Yeah, micro, micro, micromanagement is the death of anything productive. Yeah. Because you can't really, you know, um, focus on getting getting the work done. You already have to, while working, prepare for how do you tell the story, what you're doing right now. Mm. 
which is <laughs> such a such a nonsense thing. But uh, anyhow, um, I am very very happy to get a little peek into this this world um, of programming and how these apps that we use to communicate with our families or how you know all of that uh, comes into reality and i think for definitely of of those people that for one reason or the other are staying at home or stuck at home um taking a look into um into starting to program and taking a look into development um there's so much resources out there just let it be on youtube alone um that you definitely should look into this because you can definitely um make make a living from that and you definitely don't need to have all the time um to be outside or to go to an office to do that and i think that's something very very unique not many jobs offer that that type of um freedom to yeah. to uh, make a livelihood uh in a serious way without having to do pyramid schemes <laughs> working from home <laughs> You can change the world from your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, With your perfect. computer. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm I'm uh, super thankful for uh, for you to take the time uh, to join join me and the audience in uh, at staying at home. And if you have any questions, um, you also can send me an um, audio note over anchor over the page that this podcast is linked to everywhere. And I can forward these questions to Marvin. Yeah. And um, yeah, let us uh, let us know if you ever um, tried or wanted to look into programming or if you are a software developer what you are um what your take on on uh, this is i'm always very very excited for feedback mm. of you guys i know this podcast is listened to from all over the place and even if two southern german boys try their very best to speak english um <laughs> I'm, not, I'm a slow but I'm a bad speaker. <laughs> I'm slow, but bad English. <laughs> yeah. you, can you can really insult me on the social media. No, it's not true. The food at WWDC is superb. <laughs> Apple sucks. <laughs> I sheep. I sheep. Java awesome. is much more better than Swift. Java is an island as well. That's a book <laughs> that my brother read when he became a programmer. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's getting really, really nerdy in here. So, um, yeah, thanks everybody for, for listening. And um, I hope to see you again in episode number 10. Who knows who will be the guest next week. I try to get... Um, my goal is always to release the episode on a Sunday. But, you know, life happens. And this is a passion project and not my 
main project in my life. So I always try to at least uh, lower my standard to the first half of the week. <laughs> um, but I try to keep it regularly and I will uh, have people as uh, fascinating as Marvin and the stories that he has to tell about things that uh, the average average show doesn't know nothing about i love to have these people on the show because i am the first person to learn and i hope you can too and i wish you all a very happy weekend and don't forget to share and subscribe do it nice